Hello, and you're listening to Take Me Back to My Virtual Reality. It's time to trooper transform and cross the reality border as we immerse ourselves in the world of VR troopers. I'm your host, Mark, and I'm joined by my co-host. Uh, I'm Rob, and I left my pretty thing back there. <laughs> I didn't understand that reference for a second, and I was like, well, go get it then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being stuffed into a car while wearing a robot suit. I can't, I can't go back there. But that'll so, make sense when we get through the episode, I'm sure. <laughs> I hope so. So I've done some deep VR Troopers research. I've gone right down the rabbit hole. And I found all sorts of goodies that I'm going to bring up. Did you go so far down the rabbit hole that you reached the virtual reality? No, not quite. I reached the reality okay. barrier, but I haven't okay. I haven't crossed into virtual reality just yet. Yeah, we don't have that intermass mm, trans-dimensional relay ability yet. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that I found was the press pack for season two of VR Troopers. Wow. Um, but that comes with character descriptions for the troopers which are interesting um <laughs> i'm very excited to hear what they say for like official uh, variety readers or whatever <laughs> yeah like i i've read them the first time and i was like yeah okay these are fine and then i read them again just before we started recording and i was like yeah. oh i don't know actually there's a few things that are a bit weird about this so um I'll I'll read through them. We've got obviously Ryan Steele. His name Our main seems to change in spelling quite a lot. This version has an, <laughs> has an e on the end of Steele, but yeah, yeah, sometimes it doesn't. So I don't know. Eighteen-year-old <laughs> Ryan Steele is a heroic, brave, slightly melancholy young man with an easygoing attitude. He was drawn into this incredible situation due to his burning desire to locate his father, Tyler Steele, a physicist and molecular biologist who mysteriously disappeared in a freak accident when Ryan was a young boy. Ryan, A freak accident? Wow, we haven't even heard about this. No, <laughs> so this is news to me. Ryan yeah. works as a VR trooper and keeps the... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise that they got paid for this, or maybe it's volunteer work, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, and keeps evil Grimlord from taking over reality, just reality as a whole. Ryan's main focus in life is his martial arts. It helped him through the pain of growing up fatherless. Ryan is the... (laughs) Sorry, that's kind of mean, but that's also kind of a hilarious sentence. Um, (laughs) Sure, go on. (laughs) It shouldn't be funny, but it is. It is. Ryan is the leader of the group, never abusive with his authority, but always in command. When he's not being a trooper, he teaches martial arts to children on a daily basis at the dojo. Wow. Every day. No weekends, no time off for old no. Ryan Steele. No time two off jobs Ryan. whatsoever. Yeah, like that one's okay. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah, it's the most in depth. I'm gonna leave JB till last. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on to Caitlin Starr. Okay. Caitlin Starr works as a photojournalist for the Underground Voice Daily. We've been saying it wrong this whole time. What have we been saying? We've been saying um, the Voice Underground Daily. Have I think. We? Oh, okay. But, oh, like, the way okay. the sign's designed, like, that's how it reads, I yeah. think. <laughs> An environmentally slash politically correct newspaper. <laughs> Whoa, well, they're using politically correct, are they? Wow, okay. <laughs> that that uh, shows what they think about it in the early 90s, frankly. Mm. Okay. 
she has recently been promoted to lifestyle reporter, even though her aspirations of becoming a hard-hitting investigative reporter are yet to be realised. She's highly intelligent, quick-witted, athletic, and can keep up with the guys, no problem. Oof. Ooh, yeah. Okay. She's a woman of the 90s, strong, independent, <laughs> and capable. Wait, is that actually in the thing, or are you just saying that? No, that's actually in the thing. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Crikey. Yeah. Lifestyle. Yeah. Like, I... Is that in season two? Like, lifestyle sections are like... <laughs> that seems like a demotion to me if she's been doing like writing about a mutant strains of um sweetener this, this part of the episodes yeah i'm not sure whether that's like specific to season two or mm. but yeah like considering what she's doing at the moment it definitely seems like a little bit of a step down but yeah okay we move on to jb reese jb reese is an african-american teenager well, again, it's the 90s and it's for the official press kit, so I quote-unquote understand it, but also... Okay. Yeah. 18 years old, like his friend Ryan, the two have been together since third grade and are practically inseparable. Wow, didn't know that bit. Okay, cool. Yeah, sure. me neither. JB is extremely intelligent and highly skilled with electronics and computers. He is not a nerd. <laughs> i got some bad news for you. Uh... <laughs> He teaches karate and is good with computers. And yeah, he's a nerd. He's a big old nerd. <laughs> no, he's not a nerd. It says so in okay. his character description. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's hip and on the outside appears to be a normal teenager. Do they elaborate on what that means? <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's, that's where that bit ends. Um, <laughs> Is that referring to the fact he's a VR trooper or does he have some dark secret that we don't know about? Christ. JB is incredible at martial arts as well. His dream is to save up enough money to go to college and receive his degree in computer engineering. His father drives a bookmobile for Crossworld City Library. Ah, well, we, we'll talk about that next episode. Yes. <laughs> I think it's quite strange that yes. uh, Ryan and JB have parents, but they are both just the father that nobody seems to have a mother no and uh caitlin has no parents presumably well yeah perhaps yeah she just she just appeared one day as a, <laughs> a, a 90s woman independent and strong and stuff like that <laughs> did they list her age um no i i thought oh. she was the same age it's i i guess so i mean i think uh the actress was the same age as ryan so uh brad hawkins sorry uh wow okay Wow, like it, I also thought it's quite stra- like they're listed on the paper as um, Ryan, then JB, then Caitlin, but I did them in a different order, obviously. Yes, sure, but, sure. Um, yeah, it's it's odd that it doesn't say that Caitlin was their friend beforehand, even though they, they're together at the beginning. No, I'm well, not clearly sure. Clearly, when they were doing the series by, yeah, clearly when they were doing the series bible, however small that is, probably like three pages. <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, we got JB and Ryan, and uh, oh. Phew. Uh, the upstairs guy says we need to have a woman as well. Uh, I guess, you know, just a friend, Caitlin. No idea how old she is, blah, blah, blah. She's a woman of the 90s. Can keep up with the guys, even though they've both all got super-powered robo-suits. So <laughs> what does that even mean, you know? Oh, no, I just realised that there's, like, three more pages of character description. <laughs> For whom? Everyone um, else? Yeah, I, I won't read through them all, but there's Professor Hart, um, Tao, wow. Jeb. I'll read that one in a minute, actually. 
Okay. Um, Zictor, Grimlord, uh, General Ivar, uh, Colonel um, Icebot, Vixens, or a group of five. No, no, okay, no, that's irrelevant to this. Okay. Doom Master, Skugs. Doom Master. Really? Master. Skugs. <laughs> and Ultra Skugs. Ultra Skugs! I guess they were in season two. I guess perhaps. so. Where's yeah. Je- where did Jeb go? Here's what's been bothering me about Jeb is that it's not clear who Jeb belongs to. Oh, I thought it was Ryan's dog. I I thought that at first, but then Jeb seems to kind of just be with everyone, like for the first few episodes, True. and that and now yeah. obviously he just lives in lives in the sci-fi bedroom. Yeah, exactly. Jeb is Ryan's dog, a coon hound who can talk. That it. There's more. I had to. I was just oh, making okay, sure good. I read that sentence right. <laughs> Only Ryan, JB, Caitlin, Professor Hart, and as of season two, no, irrelevant, know that Jeb can talk. He can operate a computer and can dial a phone with his paw. Jeb often... (laughs) (laughs) Jeb often plays an active role in helping the troopers battle against Grimlord. Yeah. Sure. I guess. (laughs) Wow. um... Does Professor Hart's bio actually have any information about how he got trapped in a computer? That's a very good question. Let's find out. (laughs) Professor Horatio Hart appears as an image on the computer screen in the lab. He is a friend and confidant of Tyler Steele. He is ultra-intelligent, serious, and all-knowing in the areas of virtual reality travel and cyberspace itself. Yet he is fatherly and caring at the same time. Because those two things are separate properties, I guess. You you cannot be both of those things. That's impossible unless (laughs) unless you're an image on a computer screen. Okay, is that then. it? Yeah, that's it. That's that's it for him. Towers <laughs> is longer, which is quite strange. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Let's go then. Let's hear Tao. Um, Tao Chong. Still really unkeen on that name, but... It's, it's, like a, it's a weird, like... Chong sounds like more like a Chinese surname to me, but he's like Hawaiian-Japanese and he's <laughs> the actor. And he's teaching a Japanese martial art. Oh, it's weird. Anyway, yes, continue, please. <laughs> Tao is the owner of the dojo where Ryan works, and the troopers give martial arts demonstrations. He's well-versed in martial arts, as well as an ancient Chinese philosophy. Tao has a good sense of humour and does not take himself too seriously. He is, above all, a man of few words. Wow. That's uh, oh. painting a picture completely of Tao. There. Um, the, ne- <laughs> the next sentence is potentially spoilery, but... I kind of want to read it anyway. Um, okay, well, we, we can bleep it if we think it's too it's too much. <laughs> it will be revealed that Tao is the master of ancient oriental magic, and this will be an asset to what? our troopers in times of need. What? <laughs> he also has a mystical healing chamber in the back of the dojo. What? What? <laughs> what? That sounds amazing! Like, why isn't this happening now? <laughs> yeah, why are they leaving it until season two? Wow. Maybe it's like I mean, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, it's clearly a Shida thing. But even so, what? <laughs> why? Wow, that's amazing. That's. I don't know if that's racist. Or not <laughs> no, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Wow. 
Wow. Yeah. So is he, is he going to start being like Uncle from Jackie Chan Adventures? Like, we go, 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 five, he's now. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> uh, so I'm interested. How spoilery is the Ziktor uh, bio, if at all? Let's, uh, let's find out. I'll just go straight into reading it. Ziktor, in both his human and virtual forms, is a completely self-absorbed, power-hungry megalomaniac. A height... Great. Yeah. A highly intelligent man, his thirst for world dominance never wavers. His ability <laughs> his ability ability okay to transform into Grimlord is a secret which he guards at all costs. And it's not why is that an ability? Wait, so I I thought Grimlord was his <laughs> actual form and he <laughs> yeah, and that... Zictor was his disguise. It's not? <laughs> no, that's not how this is written, no. Whoa! Because <laughs> he says, take me back to my virtual reality when he transforms. Yeah, so that, that implies that's where he's from. Wow! That's... Okay. Whoa! Okay, is there any, is there any more to his bio? <laughs> um, Zictor holds court in, a, in his high-rise office overlooking Crossworld City. With this constant Japan, Japanian. <laughs> Sorry, I saw you... that. Guess. That was that was just me like saying words wrong. Okay, <laughs> Japanians. That's the next Metal Hero series. <laughs> <laughs> just be onions. <laughs> okay, that really threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> his constant <laughs> companion, Juliet, his pet iguana, either yes. perched on his desk or sitting on his lap. That's it. That's amazing. That didn't reveal. I very can't much believe at all. that. And also, it is like when he goes back to his virtual reality, like you're you're seeing his like evil court. So again, they're making it seem like that's also on top of his yeah building, and it's not like a different. Wow. Every all my preconceptions of Grimlord have been shot to pieces. I'm uh, I'm shook. I'm absolutely shook. Yeah, same. Completely shook. <laughs> His ability to transform into Grimlord. That's why everyone has to get out of the room before he dies. <laughs> <laughs> Boss, is there anything to do with that crystal ball on your desk? Shut up. No, no, no. I just like crystal balls. <laughs> wow, well that was, that was illuminating. Yes. A, is there any more illuminating... Th- facts you found from these pages which aren't spoilers <laughs> let's see no i there's some other uh character bios but i don't really want to i don't want to get that's into fair those. yeah i mean i mean it's perfect i mean that's a lot to kind of take in and uh yeah think about <laughs> for one episode so oh and then wow. there's episode descriptions of each episode from season two that's quite nice that's good Lovely. well um I want to move on, but I just also want to just sit here for a few minutes and think about <laughs> these revelations that we've had from these character bios. But we must, we, the show must go on. So uh, the episode we're on today is uh, VR Troopers Episode 4, Lost Memories, which was written by a uh, Margot McCann, who um, couldn't find much about them on IMDb. Uh, they did write other episodes for Masked Rider, Big Bad Peter Borgs, and one episode of the Mystic Knights of Tiernanog. Yes, that, is... I forget that exists. Yes, because well, that was one that was purely made by Saban without any 
footage from a Japanese series. So I, I barely remember watching it, but I obviously they were like Irish magical transforming knights. Yeah, that's all I remember about it. And yeah, yeah. Maybe one day we'll get to something about it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not much from Margot McCandra, at least on IMDb. Again, as I said before, could just be a um, a pseudonym. Or even just in this case, they did a few bits and pieces for these shows and was like, eh, can't be asked to do anything else. Yeah, or they could true. be doing lots of indie stuff or whatever. It was directed by a John Grant Vale, a W-E-I-L, which is uh, another name for John Blizek. Um, and uh, that's kind of the name he kind of goes by on IMDb and other properties. Um, as well as VR Troopers, he did direct some episodes of Power Rangers. And he also directed uh, Susie Q, which featured um, Amy Jo Johnson, a.k.a. Kimberly, huh. from the original Pink Ranger, so some connection there. Um, these days, he mainly works as an editor rather than director. In fact, like his credits are mostly editing than compared to directing. But he has directed episodes of a 90, early 90s TV show called High Tide, which I never heard of, but it sounds amazing. It's about brothers who love to surf, but because surfing doesn't pay the bills, mm. uh, they are freelance government agents. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. A government person will come to them and say, "Hey, we need you to help someone," and they do it. And I'm assuming surfing is sometimes involved. Who knows? <laughs> I hope it's involved um, in every episode. Like, oh, me, me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, wh- whatever they have to do, it revolves around surfing in one way absolutely. or another. Absolutely. Uh, but that's just in the first season. In the second season, they open a surf shop, and uh, people come to them for help in an almost A-team-like way, uh, and they kind of help them in a similar way. Mm. Uh, but in the third sale, uh, season, they become bail bond hunters, aka bounty hunters. Uh, wow! So I guess they're surfing bounty hunters. So you know, <laughs> Boba Fett's got nothing on them, you know. But this show sounds. I kind of want to watch a few episodes just because it sounds ridiculous and amazing. <laughs> it um, does. And, and so early 90s. Uh, but in terms of editing, he also did about, I think it said 40 episodes at least of Power Rangers. Mm. Um, and also done a lot of kind of TV shows and TV movies. Pretty much all of which I've never heard of, but a lot of them have incredible names. And I'm going to list just a few here. Okay. 18 Wheels of Justice. <laughs> Ice Spiders. Tyrannosaurus Azteca. Murder.com, Dare the Devil, Monday at 11.01am, and Destroy X Fire. And some of those sound like Troy McClure films, to be honest. uh, (laughs) They really do. (laughs) Yeah. So it sounds like, I guess, he got into those kind of like really cheesy sci-fi action movies in the naughty (laughs) teens. Um, I have a friend who collects a lot of those, and some of them are actually kind of better than they should be, but a lot Mm. of them are complete trash, but fun trash, (laughs) you know. Excellent. You know. Oh, did you look up anything on these people either? Um, I did. I noticed. It, I thought it was quite odd that the director, um, he directed something in 1984, and then, yeah. according to IMDb, did nothing for ten years. Yeah, which is a bit strange. Uh, uh you know, with with things like that, I wonder if it's perhaps either doing indie films mm. or if he's a SAG. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's SAG for directors. It's something. Uh, something else. Probably Directors Guild or something. Maybe did something off, off uh, you know, uh, non-union, so he had to use a different name or something. Oh, maybe, yeah. Um, or he just did indie stuff or his own stuff that kind of never really made the light of day, etc., etc., etc. And I guess editing as well. So, 
you know, I think uh, crediting people has come come a long way since the eighties as well. So maybe just just went uncredited for a lot of things. Yeah, true. Yeah, he just could have could have done a lot of things that just went completely under the radar. Yeah, but it seems like he's still working. Like this, Destroy X Fire, I think is currently in production. So. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah. So that that is the episode. People, people are doing this episode. So uh, let's get into Lost Memories. Countdown control. Four, three, two, one. So as with every episode, we open with Ryan at the... almost called him Tyler then, but that's his dad. We, <laughs> we open with Ryan at the Korean Peace Bell. Yep. And he wants to he wants to learn a lot more about remembering. That's the line that I've got written down. Yeah, I <laughs> I would learn a lot more about remembering. To, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is definitely a, a very strong moral is that, you know, you got to learn a lot about remembering. Uh, I, I kind of like that Again, this is kind of showing. Uh, was it chess last episode? Yeah, yes. they're playing chess last episode. So in this episode, they're back to karate training. So he's doing like sweet karate backflips um, <laughs> <laughs> with his dad helping him. Uh, which is yeah, yeah, very karate, very good martial arts. Just got to do a quick flip, and then you can kick kick the bad guy. Great, yeah. <laughs> so whenever whenever he has a flashback, they are yeah. always at the Korean peace bell. So I'm slightly concerned that they didn't have a home. Wow. Well, he did say he spent a lot of time there with his dad in the first episode. Oh, no, that's a good point. But it just seems like they do literally every single thing there. True. Yeah. Perhaps they live in the bell. <laughs> Maybe. The bell is their home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's talking about remembering for some reason. Uh, and then uh, it kind of cuts to Tao Dojo and we're treated to uh, the troopers are kind of doing some flashy karate moves for the kids. Uh, and then it turns out the soundtrack of the episode is actually diegetic, and Tao turns it off by turning off the the the, the, the boombox. <laughs> so it's like, oh no! So are they doing like karate <laughs> dancing or something? I, I <laughs> hip hop keto, uh, and uh, he's like, this is not karate. And uh, Ryan's like, hey, it's conditioning, which is a good point. Uh, and Tao's like, yes, conditioning, yes, karate, no. <laughs> and uh, so I guess he wants them to condition people in the real karate way, if there is one. I don't know. I mean, it's it, before I could really think of too much about it. This woman suddenly walks in behind Tao. Yeah, there was everyone. <laughs> there was a lot. Everyone of... reacts really weirdly to. Her. <laughs> yeah, she just kind of waltzes in. Like of all the places that she could walk into, she walks into Tao's dojo. Yeah. How many jobs does and Caitlin the... have, by the way? Well, she's the newspaper deliverer and I guess the, the a karate instructor, so two, I suppose. Much like Ryan with his job as a VR trooper and a job as a karate instructor <laughs> as well. So, uh, yeah. But then Caitlin also has a job as a VR trooper, so. True, she's balancing three jobs. Three jobs. Okay, yeah. Wow. Are they she's studying as well? I'm concerned for their well being. Well, we, we learn next, next episode that uh, JB's uh, uh, saving for college. Um, and I guess they're 18, so, I mean, are they in high school? I don't know. I think, yeah, I guess they'd be in high school, maybe. I don't know. I'm not yeah. overly familiar with how the American school system works. Yeah, it, it is high school until 18, but I, unless they've already graduated, who knows? They could be, you know, nearly 19. <laughs> <laughs> who, who knows? How do you at your service? Hi. 
something we can do for you? I'd like to sit down. Oh, okay. Ma'am, do you live in the neighborhood? I don't know. I think I've lost my memory. Do you have a purse or any identification that might help? No, I'm so sorry. Will you help me, please? So this woman walks in and Tao turns to her and says what you would normally say to random people walking into your place. Oh, Tao Dojo, at your service. <laughs> and uh, Caitlin, who's the only person with a brain cell between all four of them, asks, oh, uh, uh, can we help you at all? <laughs> And she wants to sit down. It turns out she's lost her memory. Uh, and people were like, oh no, this is not good. I was amazed that we actually get another character. Yes. <laughs> They're the budget for another speaking role, Frankie. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Uh, and we cut to um, Ziktor. And once again, he's being informed about all the events somehow. How do they know about all this? Yeah. Anyway, they're like, oh, a woman has walked into Tao Dojo and she's lost her memory. And I love how he's like, Oh, my heart is bleeding. Who the who cares? Who the fuck cares? Why are you telling me this? Uh, and I like the, the secretary. He's quite forceful to her evil emperor boss, who would probably kill her without any provocation. <laughs> it's like, oh, she was one of your tenants evicted from one of your apartment buildings. Oh, evicted to thousands of people because he's so evil. But then they remind him about Caitlin, and she might write a news article about the you know evictions and stuff. And he's like, okay. I guess kill the old lady and the VR troopers too, as if perhaps he hasn't been wanting to do that for, I guess, a week. Um. <laughs> I, I've i come to the conclusion that the Skugs just like telling Zictor things. Like, yeah. they, they don't have to, they just feel compelled to do it. Yeah. And I guess because uh, JB recognises them later, perhaps our theory that they go back to the virtual reality and then come back to the real reality was true from the first two episodes yes Zictor's worried about like having a story written in the paper and this and that because apparently the mutant sweetener isn't an issue anymore <laughs> so they they leave to do whatever it is he's asked them I guess to take out the VR troopers for once uh, and because and because they've left he's able to uh, call upon the force of darkness to empower him and send him back to his virtual reality forces of darkness empower me take me back to my virtual reality where everyone is shooting up his base <laughs> and they're just like, oh hail grimlord and like it's sort of presented as oh they're happy that he's here so they're kind of firing off lasers into the sky but it looks more like they're kind of destroying the place and all he says is all oh, those meddling brats and it's like mate your generals are like shooting lasers and rockets at each other calm them down uh, and then we go straight back to Tal's dojo where the woman eats a single strand of instant ramen and uh, she says oh Tao, you're a wonderful cook and and he's like hey, hey, hey. like they, they seem to halfway be implying that there's like a relationship between these two and like they never really go anywhere with it it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. But apparently there's a doctor there. Yes, we get another character with yeah. lines. <laughs> Again, the budget for this episode must have been astronomical. Um, <laughs> but, you know, all those doctors that come out for calls are not paramedics or anything like that. But he's, oh, uh, you're in great physical health. So I guess you lost your memory due to, like, an emotionally traumatic event. Uh, which, I don't know, perhaps makes sense. Who knows? Who knows? Much like with the uh the episode description jb uses his computer 
Yes. He filed a missing persons report online in 1994, which seems... (laughs) Outstanding. That doesn't seem real. (laughs) Not in 94. No. Okay, we're online with the missing persons hotline. We've notified the police department, ma'am. Why don't we fax her photo out to every agency in the state? Good idea. Maybe I can get Woody to run a story on her, you know? I can see it now. Who is this woman? Oh, my, I feel so suspicious. But I figure it would be quicker to telephone either way, but it's not, you know, that's not high-tech, like filing it online. Or, as Ryan suggests, sending a fax of her image to agencies (laughs) around the state. (laughs) The futuristic technology of faxing. You know, obviously the joke is that we haven't used faxes for many, many years. However, like there are still places that use faxes, especially if it's like related to um, kind of government stuff, like uh, kind of council stuff. I used to work for a company that helped uh, uh, source people to do the the bin bin men, kind of pick up bins and stuff, and everything from oh, that yeah. was done via fax. It was very, very strange. So, uh, oh my yeah. god, how bizarre! Yeah. Caitlin is like, oh, you know, gonna run a story. In the newspaper, I'll ask Woody about it. Uh, like, fair play to the Skugs. They were completely right. Yeah, exactly, yeah. They said Caitlin was going to run a story, and she did. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then JB's like, Ryan, you've uh, got a phone call. Which seems very <laughs> suspicious for some reason. And so Ryan goes over and picks up the phone. And I don't know whether he's talking to the Professor on the phone, or if he's pretending to talk on the phone with Professor's on the screen. Because I thought it was strange that they were using the phone to talk to the professor. Because why wouldn't they have just done that every other time instead of like messing around with the mini disc yeah. or whatever it was? <laughs> but uh, perhaps it was a phone because like when the professor leaves, like Ryan looks at it as if like he's gonna, you know he's hung up on him. But professor <laughs> says that his surprise is ready. Okay. Oh yes, his surprise. Yeah. Given how the professor was last episode. <laughs> I don't trust anything that he says anymore. Well, as we all know, that Ryan did not learn the lesson that not was all what it seems anyway. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so he goes off to the lab on his bike, which I thought we'd never see again. But uh, there we go. Uh, and then we go back to the virtual reality and Grimlord calls an Ivar and Colonel Icebot. And uh, they talk about Laserbot. He's going to burn through to reality <laughs> from beneath Crossworld City. So once again... <laughs> So does virtual reality Wait. exist underneath the Earth? Like, <laughs> but it's not. I wouldn't make it a different reality. That would just make it an underground evil society of <laughs> mutants, monsters, and robots. I don't. What is going on? So before I could think too much about it, we're at uh, the Daily Voice Underground, and Caitlin walks out of the dark room to see Woody who is wearing a bright red baseball cap with uh, a pair of kind of glasses and a fake nose and a moustache stuck to it, because I guess it wouldn't just rest on the cap. <laughs> and uh, she stops Woody and says, Who is this woman? And he very jovially says, I don't know, who? And walks on. <laughs> like it was a serious yeah. question. <laughs> and uh, so Caitlin has to try and pitch to him, you know, 15 times before he actually understands the what she wants to do. Uh, again, I, she probably has the only brain cell between everyone there, maybe. Um, so he loves the idea, and she yells, "Stop the presses!" And everyone gives her like the dirtiest look. <laughs> I I actually chuckled at this bit. It I found it quite amusing, but not not even in an ironic way. It was just 
a fun little joke. Uh, of course, you know, uh, someone who works in print can't do that anymore because no- nowhere has their own specific printing press. It's uh, all, sh- all shipped out to um, printing companies or what have you. So, uh, so you can say it, but nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. There's no big red button you can punch to stop everything, which is a shame. Would be great. I might just create a virtual one just just so I can punch if I'm, uh, you know, when stuff is delayed. <laughs> you just should. Just and giggles. <laughs> So while Caitlin is being given dirty looks by her colleagues, we're back at uh, Tao's dojo and he's giving a a karate class, and the the lost lady just walks up to him and starts measuring his waist. That was, I mean, we we get to why I guess, but it was just a bit, a bit odd out of context. It's like supposed to, oh, I'm I'm doing karate here, and she's like, oh, don't worry, just just keep on going while I fumble with your waist. <laughs> this... <laughs> this is no time for taking yeah. measurements. And then the, the secretaries walk in, Zictor's secretary. He's like, I guess they did the job. And like, oh, mother, we found you. Uh, but uh, suddenly Tao's like, aha, have you actually got identification? I want to make sure you're actually their mother, which seems very cautious. I don't know. Like, who else would know she was yeah, there? I, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, at least he saw through their yeah. bullshit. Uh, and JB kind of recognizes them as they leave because I guess he's fought them before. And then he goes out. And they have like a fight, which is pretty good, but half of it is sped up for some reason. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. that was all about. And JB now becomes suspicious, uh, but before he can act on that, we're in the sci-fi bedroom, and Jeb is about to cook some popcorn. When he started doing this, at first, I thought he was materializing uh, prescription medicine. <laughs> yeah, this is the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like, what is this dog doing? <laughs> Got my prescription morphine to get me through the day. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm, I, I, I loved this interaction of Jeb, and Professor. <laughs> like, I guess Jeb just lives there now, and he's making popcorn. Like, you like so. it buttery, right? You know, I can't eat anything. I'm in a machine, and like, the kind of this kind of this like quick look into the daily life of Jeb and the Professor. <laughs> you have to live together. Um, I want to see more of just yes, them absolutely. together. Um, and then the popcorn bag explodes and more popcorn than is actually possible from the popcorn bag <laughs> just covers the room. Um, it just comes like flying out of the bag continuously. <laughs> uh, and Professor tells Ryan about the laser bot and... <laughs> yes. He, so, <laughs> like, he says that he's been listening to Grimlord's communications or whatever. So he's been tapping his phone, right. basically. Yeah. <laughs> and he learned that the laser bot is trying to break through the reality barrier with the super laser, <laughs> which at that point I had to pause because I couldn't stop laughing at that <laughs> sentence. I have intercepted several of Grimlord's communications. The laser bot is attempting to burn through the reality barrier with a super laser. It's not a pretty picture, babe. <laughs> and then, then you unpause just to hear Jeb say, it's not a pretty picture, babe. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> babe? Is that a reference to something? I don't get it. <laughs> um, but apparently it's so urgent that even though Ryan wants to contact JB and Caitlin, the press is like, there's no time. Transform. And uh, Ryan just snides. He's like, huh. Is this a surprise you wanted to talk to me about? And he's like, no, you'll find that in the outer warehouse. Oh, the outer barrier yeah. or something? Uh, and um, we cut to part of, I think it's still in the silver carcass base from Matilda. 
and you can see Caitlin's yes. car is sort of in there. Uh, and then his bike, his flying bike with a sidecar. He immediately drives off of yeah. a cliff. <laughs> and it starts flying. Uh, and it's called the VR Turbo Cycle. Remember to buy it, kids. But we we learn that from a monster. <laughs> the monster's like, Ryan Steele's taking off on his new VR Turbo Cycle. <laughs> <laughs> And then I think yeah, that was that was it. He just announced that. I was like, why does he know know the yeah. whole name? <laughs> the virtual reality turbo cycle. Master, Ryan Steele is flying his new VR turbo cycle. I will destroy him! This is a jam for air striker! Yes, he's no match for you in the air. Finish him An air striker gets mad. He's like, I control the air, Ryan Steele, I'm gonna take you out. Oh yeah. <laughs> he shouts, This is a job for air striker. <laughs> And uh, I loved this scene because Grimlord goes on about how airstrikers unmatched in the sky, and then we go outside and airstrikers fighting from the fucking ground. <laughs> yeah, and then they ha- they have a little fight in the sky, uh, and he I guess hits Ryan, and that means that Ryan can't control the bike, so he rams into him, and after two minutes, that's the end of the VR turbo cycle. <laughs> And that Professor Hart tries to communicate with Ryan, but he doesn't really seem that no, bothered. He never seems that bothered. Just like Ryan, come in, Ryan. Come in. Are you all right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think we we saw Bruce <laughs> him like kind of rolling away from explosion from like Metalda footage, but it was like obscured through some VR overlay, so I couldn't quite make it. Yeah. Out. And that's when he just he sends out a, a warning to Caitlin and JB, just like nine one one lab on the computers <laughs> and like it's made up of ascii text so like it looks more hackery to a degree but also this is why they need a communicator of some kind really yeah like it's so difficult for them to get hold of each other when they could just have like a risk communicator yeah. or something they're making it so difficult for them to you could run on virtual frequencies and stuff and i'm sure <laughs> yeah exactly i also noticed that uh Tao's, uh computer uh has like either black duct tape on it or like they just added some black squares and triangles in post production. Oh yes. Just a sort of in a sort of very popular now way of kind of covering <laughs> what the computers <laughs> make is, even though like we saw it like in the past few episodes. I'm pretty sure it changes again in the next episode as well. So uh It yeah. it does, yes. That's amazing. And I believe we, we then go back to uh Grimlord and we see Fighterbot is like destroyed and he's apologizing to Grimlord. And Grimlord, the way he's talking about him is like, he clearly <laughs> wants him to be like disposed of and destroyed, but he's not, he's just repaired. I, re- I was really worried about Air Striker and Fighterbot because I thought that it might be the last that we <laughs> see of them. Also, I- I'm pretty sure the sword wielding monster from the first episode is there yes, as well. Yes, so, um, this is hilarious because uh, Grimlord is like, Decimator was his name. You know, you must now find Ryan and finish him off. And he's like, oh, yes, my lord, and kind of bows a bit. And then we never see him again the entire episode. So, <laughs> um, in fact, it's like Airstriker and Fighterbot and some other tank dude kind of controlling it. And, like, yeah, like, they'll zoom in and you'll see, like, the, the, the side of Decimator. But he has no other speaking <laughs> roles in this episode. It's so weird. <laughs> but he's he's definitely he's there. definitely there. Also, so were the sumo dudes, uh, like, for, like, oh, half yes. a second. I was loving it. It's great. I can't believe they're in there. I, I'm, I'm going to look out for them every time now. It's going to be great. 
Yeah, like you would have thought that they would have just cut them out, but no, they they keep them in. Uh, and now, it, now it's Ryan's turn to have lost his memory. His turn. <laughs> <laughs> he gets up and he doesn't know what's going on. So we cut to JB and Caitlin, and they go looking for Ryan. They find his new bike, and it's yep. pretty fucked. It's all in pieces. And they find him sitting next to a tree, but Ryan can't remember what flowers are. He just calls it... Or who he is. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, you're such a pretty thing. I wonder what you're called. Such a pretty thing. I wonder what you call it. What's that? There they are! But it turns out Airstrike is fine because uh, he's flying around again trying to attack yep. the troopers. But of course he's missing with yep. every shot. Until the people carrier with a gun on the back of it starts attacking them. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. It's like a, a bloody Citroen Picasso but just with a, <laughs> with a cannon on the top and some armour. Again, like an A-team thing. It's great. <laughs> um, and uh, this is when like, they're kind of running Brian back to their car and like they keep cutting away to some stock explosions and then having a few kind of pyros explode behind them in a less fantastic manner and they're kind of stuffing Ryan into the back of the car and he's like oh, I left my pretty thing back there <laughs> <laughs> uh. so they, they take Ryan back to the sci-fi yep. bedroom and the professor says that they can restore his memory with virtual reality yeah which they don't do at all <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. He suggests it, and then they just completely ignore that suggestion. Yeah. Uh, well, after he suggests that, I guess JB and Caitlin then go off to fight a laserbot. Um, yes, laserbot is is here yeah. now after not really being there yeah. at all. But we knew that he existed. Yeah. Uh, so JB goes to fight him and like underground, and Caitlin's in the sky base because that's where you want your backup to be in in the sky in an, in 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 and while you're fighting someone underground. Definitely a very yes, good. Yes, definitely. Uh, I kind of like the Laserbot design. I think it's pretty cool. It's very good. Yeah. Late eighties, Tokusats robot design, uh, and he completely kicks JB's ass as well. Again, <laughs> so, I I sort of get the feeling from this episode and Ryan losing his memory, so he can't fight. That that's going to be a reoccurring theme. That Ryan is always going to end up doing something, so he can't be there for yeah. the fight. So they can just use the Spielbahn for Yeah, to... <laughs> pretty much. Laserbot tells JB to meet his doom, so that's two episodes <laughs> in a row. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then JB kind of grapples him and then uses his v virtual scanner. you got to try it. Um, <laughs> and I guess he does, this, he... does he figure out kind of his weakness? I think he does. Is it like he's got an Achilles heel, but it's on his head? Um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but they kind of jump straight up, which I guess is through the reality barrier, maybe <laughs> through a road onto a thing onto the city, and all the tanks and assault vehicles start coming towards him. Which I, the anticipation that I had for this scene, I was like, we're going to get a fight. It's not going to be in a quarry. It's going to be in a city <laughs> for once. And then JB turns around and shouts. Vortex command now, and then they're in a bloody quarry. <laughs> like, I guess it, it takes them back to virtual reality with it, and it's like, what? Where, where has this been earlier? So, <laughs> we'll we'll get to this because they bring it up again in yeah. the next episode, um, and explain what it is. But yeah, why have they never used yeah. this before? Because that would just make everything flow <laughs> so much better. You guys don't play fair. Yeah. That's all right. I'm taking you back 
to virtual reality. Vortex command now! This is, like, again, it's from Spielbahn, obviously, because it's the suit and it's from the footage. Uh, it's called in that Spielbahn bypass slip, and it uh, allows him to transport himself, allies and bad guys out of, you know, populated areas to, you know, abandoned quarries or whatever. Mm. Um, kind of reminds me of uh, in the anime Gal Gygar, where the big robot had the dividing driver, which would kind of create, like, a pocket dimension and... In, like in a city so that they could fight yeah. without damaging the city and also my favorite line from power range spd when uh uh Doggy kruger says like oh they're attacking the abandoned quarry as if that's something people do <laughs> they attack abandoned quarries um <laughs> i can't remember what series it was in but i remember the line they're in the abandoned building district oh yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> That might have been re- more recent Power Rangers, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do get a brief scene back in the sci-fi bedroom where Ryan transforms back into his normal yep. self and then he sits up and he looks confused all over again. <laughs> Great. And then that's that's, that's it, it, really. Then we're back to JP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there's some of that tank fight footage from episode two. Like, fair play to the Netflix subs because when JB was just shouting <laughs> in the subtitles it said kiaying kiaying okay, well that's good yeah 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 because yeah. he does that so, when he's kind of using his laser lens command now and he's just kiaying <laughs> quite a lot uh do we have to explain yeah. that i guess kiaying if you've not done any martial arts kiaying ki is like a kind of a shout you do when you do like a t- doing a punch or whatever that's what martial arts do so that's why tommy from power rangers were up to whenever he punched something <laughs> and why why jb in a bit is just like oh yeah so yeah as he kind of attacks the uh, laser bot with his uh, sword after shooting off the thing on his head um in a pretty cool shot where he kind of like jumps above the lasers to do it um and then he's like, "We did it, Caitlin," and she replies, "Of course." And yeah, <laughs> of course we did. We always yeah. win. Uh, nothing's working with Ryan. I guess they tried the virtual reality stuff. Uh, perhaps he, I guess, perhaps he kind of went whoa with the VR headset on because uh, it was by his bed when he woke up, but he didn't put it on. Um, <laughs> so he takes Jeb for a walk, and Jeb's like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, you wouldn't be here without me for that first time," and I. I saved you from all those skurgs. And he's like, that didn't happen that way. You ran off as if your tail was on fire. And he's like, oh no, Jeb. <laughs> yeah. ah, I remember everything. So Jeb brings his memories back through bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> if only it was that easy. <laughs> uh, and Grimlord is mad. That's the only note I have here. Yeah, yeah he makes some more death threats. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we find out that the lost lady is called Mrs. Evergreen. And her daughter's here to pick her up from the newspaper. And as that, like that scene was really, I found it quite yeah. awkward when when her daughter was standing there. I don't know. There was just something about it. It just felt strange. Yeah. I didn't like watching it. I wanted it to end <laughs> as soon as it began. And then she gives Tao like a, a fleecy, silky belt, which I have a feeling they just pulled off a dressing gown in this plot department. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um. Ryan says there's nothing quite as special as a family reunion. We'll have one soon, Dad. I miss you. Bah, 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 bah. And, uh, <laughs> the end of that. And 
yeah, that was that. What are your thoughts on this episode? <sighs> the fact that they, they, they had Brian in to do the bit of flying and then get blown up really quickly, but then had him in the suit for a while to remind you that he does actually have a power suit. Um, but again, I just more of an excuse to show you off more Spielbound footage. Like, are that footage? Sorry. So, are they like saving Matilda footage? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> it was kind of weird. Yeah, because it, it it seems to be, yeah, we've had one episode so far that's had Matilda footage. Obviously, this one did as well with the flying bike, but that yeah. was like Grimlord stuff, I guess. Like a but, minute yeah. of footage. But outside of Grimlord, we've not had much Matilda, and it's strange. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, it was cool. I think uh, Spielberg footage I really enjoyed. I kind of liked that we got JB's being able to say Trooper Transform. Hopefully, one day we'll get Caitlin to say it as well. Um, yes, hopefully. As as awkward as kind of Ryan not being in there, it's sometimes awkward to have Caitlin being doing something else so she can appear at the last moment to help Spielberg slash JB. Yeah. Um, with the now that you've mentioned that the helmet doesn't look the same as it does in the in the source footage. I can't not notice when there's an American version of our helmet. It just looks wrong. <laughs> Sorry, I've ruined You've it ruined for it you. for me. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, not the worst episode. Like, definitely no uh, glimpses of uh, the opening when they transform this time, at least. So uh, uh, <laughs> no, not this time. Uh, like, I feel like the episodes are getting slightly yeah. better. They're kind of they're getting like, into a groove, I think. Um, yeah, I watched this one, and at the end of it, I thought, you know what, that actually wasn't that bad. It was bearable. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I still have a lot of issues with it, but it was, like, one of the better ones. Yes, absolutely. And I think it helps when you've got good source footage as well, because, you know, the action scenes then are quite fun. Um, yes. Uh, did they do a VR double team attack on this episode? I can't remember. Or was that last episode? I think they did. Yeah. I th- they. No, I think they did. I think they keep doing them yeah. now. I don't really know how I feel about the phrase VR double team. But... <laughs> yeah. I... But they're going to keep using it, I yeah. guess. So and it's going to activate now when they do it. Yeah. <laughs> In the last episode when I was editing that and I had to get the clip of them shouting now yeah. all the time. Like, it was worse than I thought <laughs> it would be. Like, they really do keep saying yeah. it. Uh, recharge position. No. <laughs> Oh, God, <laughs> just like a Caitlin shouting stuff for a whole minute over Spielbound footage, amazing. Yeah, well, uh, that was episode four. Yeah, lost memories for. Hey, it's kind of a pun because I guess you lose memory in a computer. Uh, Very yeah. clever. And the next episode is called Battle for the Books, which is not a tech pun <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see you then. Uh, anyway, I, Mark, I where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bozo Robo, which is B O Z O R O B O. And how about you, Rob? Again, you can find me as well on Twitter and Instagram at Rob Thez, R-O-B-T-H-E-Z. Uh, and also you can find our uh, official uh, Twitter account at MyVRPod. Is that correct? MyVRPodcast. My apologies. I've got the whole word. MyVRPodcast. And we're also on iTunes and Spotify and stuff. And, you know, help us out. Give us a good rating if you like the show, please. You know, it helps us. I've not seen any data from or any numbers to do with this podcast yet, but... Uh, I'm kind of. I don't want to. I don't care. <laughs> it's it's fun to record, <laughs> so whatever. But uh, anyway, and so uh, until next time, please remember that we all are.